wonderful privilege to be here today. I uh, very rarely get to be in a certain morning service with Pastor at the same time. I think it's been over a year since that last happened. And uh, so uh, my name is Colton Visser and I introduce myself because I know uh, there's probably many of you here who have joined in the last year. Uh, you don't get to see me as often. And so uh, it's a wonderful privilege to preach today. Uh, let's look at Acts chapter 16 in our Bibles today. Acts chapter 16, and we'll begin uh, We're looking at verse number 25. Today we, we learn about the account of Paul and Silas reaching Philippi, uh, a city in modern-day uh, northeastern uh, Greece. And aptly today, uh, we, have, uh, in, we see here Paul and Silas uh, have just reached the first recorded convert in Europe. Lydia uh, and after spending time uh, praying with Lydia and uh, they were uh, discipling the converts there uh, they had a damsel possessed with the spirit of divination the Bible says uh, and she came to them and grieved Paul uh, and them that were there and it all came to a head when Paul commanded uh, the spirit to leave uh, the damsel and so now Paul and uh, Silas, they're troubled because this girl was uh, being taken advantage of by her masters and uh, they were earning money for what she was able to do. Uh, they were angry and they brought Paul uh, and Silas to the magistrates and commanded them to be put in jail. Uh, they, they then take Paul and Silas and beat them uh, and thrust them into the inner prison. So as we come to our text today, that's where uh, we find uh, Paul and Silas them uh, dealing with uh, this persecution uh, and so we begin in verse number 25 and at midnight uh, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God and the prisoners heard them let's take a moment and pray father thank you for this morning I uh, thank you for uh, Lord what you're going to do today Lord pray for your, uh, the preaching of your word this morning that you would work uh, in hearts that you would uh, just uh, lead uh, those here today Lord if you'd Call someone to mission to the mission field today, Lord. I pray that you'd work in hearts today. Uh, Lord, help us, each and every one of us, to uh, be able to uh, make an impact in uh, the lives of the missionaries that we support, uh, to reach uh, people in our community. Uh, Lord, ask, uh, Lord, as I preach today, Lord, you fill me with your spirit, and I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's continue reading verse number 26. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed and the keeper of the prison awaking out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open he drew out his sword and would have killed himself supposing that the prisoners had been fled and then we read in verse number uh, number 28 and Paul cried with a loud voice saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. And he took them the same night of the hour, or same hour of the night, uh, and washed their stripes, 
and was baptized, he and all his straightway. And when he had brought them into his house, he set meat before them and rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. We see here uh, today, uh, God desires uh, for us as Christians to be ready, uh, ready to preach uh, the gospel. Uh, if you found yourself in Paul and Silas' position, uh, what would you have done? Uh, if you honest answerly in your heart, what would you have done in that situation? Uh, it would have been very easy uh, once the prison doors open and the chains fall off your hands uh, to run. Uh, it would have been very easy to do that. Uh, but we see Paul and Silas, uh, they made a different choice. And let's, uh, let's examine this passage today as we see ways that Paul and Silas, they were ready, able and willing uh, to share uh, the gospel. And we see first, uh, num number one, is that they were not ashamed. Uh, they were not ashamed. Number one, in verse number 25, we see uh, that Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and they and the prisoners heard them. Uh, it's obvious by this that they were singing loud enough, they were praying uh, loud enough that the prisoners around them, uh, that were uh, their co, co uh, prison, prison mates, the, the ones around them, could hear uh, them pre, uh, praising God for uh, how good he is and uh, in the midst of all this difficulty that they were facing. Uh, they were not ashamed. We see in Romans uh, chapter 1, I am, uh, Paul says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone uh, that believeth to the Jew first and also to the Greek and we see in the middle of their persecution and in their trial uh, they were unashamed uh, they chose uh, to praise God uh, they in the presence of all these other prisoners uh, chose to praise God uh, and they prayed uh, when you're unashamed of Jesus, uh, you'll do just that, prayer and praise. You'll be uh, unashamed uh, to tell others about Christ, uh, to praise God for his goodness amongst unbelievers. Uh, while locked up in prison, we see Paul and Silas, they took advantage of the influence that they had uh, in the lives of the other prisoners. Uh, and they sang aloud and, and praised God uh, for his goodness. And it seems as a result, as we look further down in the passage, that the prisoners uh, that were around Paul and Silas, they also uh, trusted Jesus as their Savior. Uh, when the earthquake happened and the doors opened, uh, and the chains fell off, uh, they too, like Paul and Silas, did not run. Uh, they, Paul cries out to the jailer, we are all here. Uh, you see, they all stayed uh, and did not run uh, from their imprisonment. And then number two, we see uh, they did not run. As I was talking about there, they did not run. Uh, they did not run from uh, the uh, situation that they were in. Uh, the earthquake had freed them essentially from prison. And it was pretty miraculous what had happened. Not only were uh, the prison doors open, the bands uh, had fallen off of uh, their hands and their feet. Uh, this was obviously uh, the work of God. And uh, the chances of this happening without God's intervention, it seems very, very slim. And they didn't run. Uh, it's pretty honorable uh, that they chose to stay. Uh, they chose to stay in prison. Uh, they realized that God was doing something here. They realized that God was uh, about to do something great. 
Uh, and if we're not careful and we're not sensitive to the Holy Spirit, we can end up leaning on our own understanding rather than trusting in the Lord. Uh, we can end up saying, well, this looks like, oh, I should run. I should, uh, I should leave this. God has given me freedom to leave. Uh, but we see they saw that God was going to do something great if they were to stay. Uh, and then we see number three. They sought opportunity. Uh, they sought opportunities to share the gospel. Uh, the keeper of the prison, he comes and he's thinking, well, if I lose one prisoner, uh, the Roman government, they're going to kill me. If I lose one of these prisoners, they're going to kill me. And so all of the prison doors are open. Uh, the bands were loosed. And he probably, as he entered the prison, he probably saw uh, there's a prisoner that has nothing binding him, nothing keeping him here. There's another one. There's another one. And he probably is thinking, there's no way that everyone's here. And so he takes this sword and uh, is about to fall on his own sword uh, because he thought that his life was essentially over. And so Paul, he sought opportunity here uh, to share the gospel with this man. He warned him. He said, don't hurt yourself. Do not do thyself no harm, uh, for we are all here. Uh, we see we ought to uh, be seeking opportunities to share the gospel. Uh, Paul, he asked, uh, he asked many, uh, multiple times for uh, people to pray for him. Uh, we see here in Colossians chapter 4, with all, praying also for us, that God would open unto us the door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am also in bonds, that I may make, make it manifest as I ought to speak. Uh, walk in wisdom toward them that are without, redeeming the time. Let your speech be always with... Uh, let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. And so Paul is asking, uh, he's, he's asked multiple times, would you pray for us to seek opportunity to share the gospel? Uh, I remember in New York City, I had a fun little challenge uh, with the team that I was with there. I spent two summers in New York City uh, sharing the gospel with the Jewish people. And just one of the fun things that we did was uh, we had a challenge that if, uh, if you're in the, in the city, in Brooklyn, I uh, wanted the guys to take pictures of the buses that ran in Brooklyn, and there's over 100 different routes that ran in Brooklyn. And so I said, if you guys get a picture of every single bus, bus number B, B001, B002, all the way through 100, uh, I'll take you to the fancy pizza place just up the road, and I'll get you a full pizza you can have for yourself if they got all 100 photos. No one really took me up on the offer. No one uh, tried to get all the photos, but uh, I was you know, trying to collect, and I think I got about 20 of them. It was a difficult task. Uh, but let me ask you, Pastor, to this week, how many uh, new, uh, Edmonton city buses did you see? Do you, do you remember seeing? How many could you tell me where you were and I remember seeing them? How many do you think you saw? Getting pretty old. Four or five. Four or five. So if I... Now, if I were to tell you, and I were to reach into my wallet here and say, well, I've got a $20 bill here, and for, for every bus that you see, I'm going to give you $20. I'll take your word for it. Every bus that you see uh, this week, this coming week, you saw 100. Yeah, it's going to change. You see, if, if, if I were to pay him 20 bucks for every bus, it would really change things in his life. Uh, he would you probably start uh, frequenting the bus stops. You'd probably park by the bus stops and just wait all day to see the buses go by. Cha-ching, cha-ching, as they went by. You'd probably 
uh, go figure out where uh, they keep buses in storage. You'd probably maybe go to that fancy multi-million dollar bus depot near your house. Uh, you'd probably uh, take your computer there and sit in your car and just watch the bus depot as buses go by. Uh, and uh, we see uh, it would probably change uh, what you would want to do uh, every week. You'd probably want to sit there uh, and just do nothing but watch for buses. And maybe instead of uh, asking God uh, to give you opportunities to share the gospel, maybe you ask God, can you show me the opportunities that you've already given me? You know, it's, it's, I don't think it's a lack of opportunity that we, we lack uh, to share the gospel with others. I think God has given us hundreds of opportunities every week uh, to share the gospel with someone else, uh, but we are not looking, we are not searching uh, for opportunities. Uh, just like if we were looking for a bus to get, get uh, money, uh, I believe God has given us many opportunities if we just look. Uh, we see here they sought opportunity. Uh, they sought opportunity. If you're looking for opportunities to share the gospel, you'll be surprised by how many opportunities will cross your path. And then number four we see as we continue on in this passage, uh, they were ready uh, to share the gospel. They were ready to share the gospel. And in verse number 31 we read, And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. Uh, they not only shared the gospel with the, the keeper of the jail, they shared it with his family. Uh, everyone that was in his house, they shared it with him uh, and his family. And we see uh, Paul, he was ready. Uh, he was ready. He says in Romans, so as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. Uh, they didn't postpone and say, hey, let's meet next week at the coffee shop and then let's talk about uh, Jesus then. Uh, or they didn't say, oh, hey, let me bring you to the local pastor here and he can talk to you about it. They were ready at that moment to share the gospel. When the opportunity arose, they were ready. And it's not wrong uh, to, to seek help in sharing the gospel if you uh, haven't grown uh, to that point where you can clearly explain the gospel. But God wants us uh, to be able to share the gospel with others. Uh, and uh, wants us to be able to tell others about uh, the hope of eternal life uh, in Jesus Christ. We see in First Peter, uh, we see, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. And so we see Paul and Silas, they were ready uh, to preach the gospel. They sought opportunity, and when the opportunity came, they were ready. Are you ready to share the gospel today? Are you ready uh, if you were uh, given an opportunity to share the gospel with someone? Maybe after service, uh, someone comes and says, I want to follow Jesus. I want to trust Christ as my Savior. Would you be ready to share the gospel with them? And so they were ready. Uh, and then number five, we see they continued to seek opportunities to share the gospel. They continued to seek. Uh, not only did they uh, were they ready to uh, share the gospel to this jailer, they also said, hey, uh, they, as they told this man how he could be saved, uh, it says at the end of verse 31, uh, and thou shalt be saved and thy house. They did not just say, oh, you can be saved today and not think about uh, his family. They were thinking, well, he must have a family. He must 
wherever he stays, wherever he lives, there must be some other people. And so they open that door to him and say, hey, uh, you can be saved and uh, your house. Uh, they continued to seek opportunities to share the gospel. And then number six, we see uh, they taught them to take the next step. Uh, they taught them to take the next step. Paul now, uh, we see he teaches uh, this jailer in verse 33, and he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was baptized, he and all his, straightway. We see uh, there was uh, some teaching that must have gone on here. Uh, he was saved, and then uh, just that same night, the jailer uh, and his whole family are baptized. Uh, there's some teaching involved here for them to go from uh, trusting Jesus Christ to choosing to take that next step. And uh, we see, uh, as uh, Pastor talked about this morning in, in the seat back in front of you, uh, we're trying to encourage everyone to take the next step. Uh, if you have not trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior yet, uh, and you want to do that today, that's something you can take the next step today. If you uh, haven't been baptized, you know, uh, baptism is uh, the first thing that God wants you to do after you're saved. That's the first step of obedience. Uh, God wants you to uh, identify with Jesus Christ. Uh, we see in uh, Acts chapter 8, just a few pages back, uh, this pattern of baptism that uh, we see in Acts chapter 8, verse 34, and the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee of whom speaketh the prophet of this, and of himself or of some other man. Uh, then Philip opened his mouth and began at that, the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. Uh, what, what doth hinder me to be baptized? Uh, and Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe uh, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. Uh, we see here that that pattern is he trusted Jesus Christ, and then he was baptized. If you have not taken that next step to be <laughs> baptized, uh, as you, if you've trusted Christ uh, at any point in your life, and you have not trusted uh, or taken that next step, to be baptized, God wants you to take the next step. And we see Paul and Silas taught them, uh, this, this jailer and his family, to take uh, the next step. God wants us as Christians to reproduce ourselves. Uh, God wants us to teach others. We see in 2 Timothy uh, in chapter 2, verse number 2, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also and in Colossians we see uh, as well whom we preach warning every man and teaching teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus you see uh, God wants us to be uh, reproducing uh, us ourselves as Christians to uh, see other people saved uh, baptized discipled uh, to grow in Christ uh, teaching is an essential part of the Great Commission we see in Matthew 28. Go ye therefore uh, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. We see here uh, God, uh, Jesus is telling the, the uh, disciples to go 
uh, to teach. Uh, I think the first teach there is speaking about preaching the gospel, uh, but then later he says teaching them to observe all things. He's uh, saying, I want you to teach others uh, the Bible. I want you to help them take the, the next step in their uh, Christian life. We see uh, if you have not uh, maybe chosen to uh, begin uh, learning more about uh, Jesus and about the Bible and uh, you have not uh, had time to uh, take discipleship, uh, get, get with someone one-on-one, uh, it's like uh, the, ha- the house that I live in at home, uh, it's an infill house. And Imagine if someone were uh, to say, oh, I'm going to go build an infill house, there's a plot of land, and uh, they go in there, and they say, well, the, the hole there that's left from the old house, it's there, I think we'll, we'll dig it out a bit, and then we'll start putting wood in the ground and build out the basement uh, without pouring in concrete, laying in the foundations. Uh, if, if you did not lay the foundations of the house, uh, the rest of the house eventually would crumble. And we see, uh, as, a, as a newborn Christian, if you have just trust, trusted Jesus Christ, uh, God wants you to you know, start studying his word and, and looking and building that just foundational truths from his word, uh, getting those so that as you build your life upon Jesus Christ, uh, you have a firm foundation. Uh, we see, uh, who, who are you discipling? Who are you trying to teach about, uh, teach Jesus Christ to, teach the Bible to? Uh, teach others what you have learned. And so we see uh, we ought to uh, teach others. We ought to uh, reproduce ourselves in other Christians. We see Paul and Silas taught uh, the jailer uh, and his family uh, to take the next step. And so in number seven, we see finally uh, that God used this situation. Uh, he furthered the gospel uh, spread. Uh, God used this situation to further the spread of the gospel. Paul, he innately understood this. He writes in Philippians chapter 1 and verse number 12, uh, But I would ye should understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. Paul understood well that you know the difficult uh, times in his life, the trials that he had in his life, the imprisonment that he faced, the shipwreck that he faced, all of these various moments in his life that God was using them uh, to help further spread the gospel. Uh, if, if Paul had not been uh, put into prison here in Philippi, uh, he would never have met this jailer. He would never have met these prisoners. He would never have met this jailer's family. Uh, and so uh, when we go throughout our life, there, there's going to be times as Christians, that if we live godly in Christ Jesus, we may face, uh, we will f- face persecution, uh, but we have to remember that God can use those situations to further the spread of the gospel. And so would we be willing uh, to uh, be used of God uh, to share the gospel with others? Are you ready? Are you ready to share uh, the gospel? Are you seeking opportunities to share the gospel? Uh, are you trying to teach others about uh, what Jesus uh, and the word of God has taught you. Uh, so, uh, Pastor, would you come? We'll, we'll have our time of invitation. Let's pray. Uh, let's stand together as we pray. Father, I thank you for uh, today. Thank you for uh, your word. I ask, Lord, you help us today as we look at this topic of uh, missions, of, of sharing the gospel with others. And Lord, I ask that you would work in hearts today. Lord, if there would be one here today that uh, you're working in their hearts, who, uh, that you would want them to go to the mission field. I pray that you would work in their heart.
that they would make the decision today, that they would uh, put aside the things that are holding them back, uh, that they would choose to follow you and trust you, Lord. Uh, Lord, I thank you for uh, what you have, the plan that you have for my life, Lord. I trust you for that. And Lord, I pray that you'd help us today, Lord, to seek and share, off, uh, share uh, the gospel with others, Lord. I think this in Jesus' name.